This season is sponsored by Crossway. Confronting Jesus by Rebecca McLaughlin is a compassionate, winsome and articulate read. It's the sequel to her book Confronting Christianity and the pair work really well together. The first tackling some of the big hurdles to considering Christianity and this new book seeking to take those questions and sieve them through the lens of the Gospels and Jesus himself. It would be a great giveaway book for a friend wanting to think more deeply about the claims of Jesus or as a book to read together. But it's also wonderfully bolstering for believers to be reminded through Rebecca's sharp and rigorous style that Jesus can be wholly trusted and he's absolutely worth it. Grab a copy wherever you get your books. Welcome to Two Sisters and a Cup of Tea. My name's Felicity and I'm here in America and this is my sister Sarah. She's over in England and this episode is our final episode in First Thessalonians. We're going to be wrapping it up, reviewing it, considering what's really hit our hearts as we've been going through the book. Sarah, hello. I'm just, I just need to share with you a discovery I've made in America. I've been living here three years and I've only just realized that when they say coffee cake, they don't mean that it's coffee flavored. They actually just mean any cake that goes with coffee or tea. And uh, so I'm currently enjoying a, a cinnamon coffee cake, which I would not have picked up before just a few weeks ago, in fact. That's quite a miss. For three years? I know. I don't know how I have missed it. I just thought everyone was just really into coffee, which they are. Oh, yes, I don't. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't actually pick up a coffee cake because I know that I don't like coffee. But yeah. what about what about a tea cake? Is that the same? Because in a tea cake over here is like a toasted bit of bread with raisins in, isn't it? I know. I think you just undersold the tea cake there because it's a really good... Oh, it's really very excellent. good. Yeah. I really do love a tea cake, but... Yeah, you you're know, right. Like, yeah, no, I haven't seen a tea cake. I think they're unattainable wow. over here. <laughs> Is that the right word? Unattainable. Oh, well, it's a good job. It's a good job we'll have another season to debate all, all yeah. tea and coffee cakes then, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. So um, what's been your favourite Bible tool? Let's get on to that. Yeah, a niche question for those who have been <laughs> following our Bible tool threads. You know, I've got to say, like, the author's purpose tool is... Just, I think it's the fundamental one. I just, I just, you come back to it every time. And I love just that really it's basically just asking why, like why, mm. why did he write it? Why is it here? What's it doing? I love that. So um, that is, uh, I'm going to say my bedrock tool. Yeah. What about right. you? Okay. Well, it means nothing without the so what tool though, does it? Well, it's a fair point. Just, just why? I mean, because I'm being... The author's purpose tool right now why <laughs> <laughs> yeah well mine's well mine's the so what tool because there's no there's no point knowing why without the so what oh yes you make a very good point <laughs> <laughs> I mean I think we can have I think we can just have favorites because they're favorites but I think you know we need the so what at the end of it all don't we yeah without the so what yeah it's just information isn't it so which wonderfully Paul has given us through the letter, hasn't he? He's given us the so what all the way through. And then like right at the end last week, he was just like, boom, here's the yeah. real, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's, and, and, and just, you know, coming back to the author's purpose tool, he has also told us why he's writing it all the way through. So the kind of the big mm. encouragement thrust of the whole letter. I think that's, that's really helpful, isn't it? And then, and then actually then that feeds into the so what, like, so it, are our hearts encouraged by what we've been reading in Thessalonians? Yeah, yeah. Go on then. Okay. Yeah. We'll have yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um. What? So let's let's get back into 
the whole letter, taking a step back and just thinking through what's been going on, how we've been encouraged. But first of all, let's think about the three prayers that helpfully Mm -hmm. are at the start, the middle and the end. So get us into the whole letter there. Let, Let me just remind us of those prayers. So at the very start of the letter, Paul prays, we always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before our God and Father, your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus. And then if you flick on to the end of chapter three, you get the second prayer. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. May he strengthen your heart so that you'll be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. And then you go to the very end of the book and we have that mighty prayer at the end. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Mm. So it's, re- it's really good just having those read out just side by side, actually, because it really helps you to see that he's praying for the same thing <laughs> all the yes. way through. It's such a good kind of undercurrent for the whole book, isn't it? This mm. sort of God himself is doing it and strengthening hearts and enabling all of these things so that I love how clear it is um, that, that Lord Jesus is coming back. Like it's all, it's yeah. all so that we'd be it's standing all- firm, isn't it? Yeah, it's all in light of that, isn't it? And the prayers just really help to kind of drive that home, don't they? And yeah, as you say, really help to see that it's God at work in them. Um, it's God he's thanking them for and um, God enabling them to love and to be strengthened and to keep going. And he's the one who's ultimately going to be faithful to do it in them as well. Like it's it's amazing, which I can think ties in with, as we kind of gone through the letter, we've seen, We've seen the Father, the Son and the Spirit repeated and repeated through the letter, haven't we? Um, In light of Paul's absence, we've had so much of the presence of God in this letter. And we just see that really emphasised in these prayers that kind of carry carry the letter. And they carry us through, carry the Thessalonians through every point. They can be in no doubt that God is at work. Yeah. Just brilliant, brilliant. And what an encouragement, therefore, that as we, because I think as we read Thessalonians, you see this all the way through. I thought, I want to be like Thessalonians. I want to be like Paul. I want to do this. I want to, I want to be that, Mm. that person standing firm at the end. And all the way through, it's a reminder of our dependence on the Lord to in any way (laughs) be these gospel people that are being described here. So I love that they're evenly spaced as well. So if you just... Yes, it's very satisfying. (laughs) It is, isn't it? The three pillars of the letter. Absolutely. That's very cool. Okay, so we've... those prayers really kind of point us forward to Jesus returning, don't they? And we have seen that that has been the undercurrent of every part of the letter. Um, So I guess one of the big questions for us as we go from this book, as we go from this letter is, well, how do we have confidence in that future hope in our, in just our everyday moments in the school run, as I'm chatting to someone at the playground and whether, you know, if I'm working on a night shift, I don't work on night shifts, but if someone is working on a night shift. (laughs) Good to clarify. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes I'll do a night shift, but it's not, I'm not being paid for it. (laughs) Yeah. Part of life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What does it look like to to carry this through, to have this perspective that lives so in light of Jesus returning. 
Well, I think actually the end of chapter one is helpful on that because he gives this picture, doesn't he, of, of someone who's turned turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. And I think that that picture of waiting because Jesus is coming really mm-hmm. helps me in my every day that I have turned to the one true God and I am serving him. And, and that is all because I'm absolutely certain that Jesus is going to return. So so everything I'm doing, it kind of works backwards, isn't it? I see Jesus' return and then that impacts all that I'm about, including how I wait at the school gates or or how I love my neighbour, literally how I love my neighbour, the person who lives next door. (laughs) That you know, the children in my house, like those neighbours as well. I I feel like because of my confidence, which I think has increased through reading Thessalonians. Yeah, for sure. That that I'm I'm more likely to let that perspective infuse everything in my everyday life. Yeah. But then what, yeah, I, I was just thinking as I was saying that, what, what does that actually look like in, rea- in, in kind of the nitty gritty of it? Have you, have you got mm. thoughts on the kind of playing out of that perspective? Um, I've recently started writing things on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do it when I was studying for my degree or A-levels. And um, I've just gone back to doing it to remind myself of the truth of the gospel. And um, I think possibly if I start writing, he's coming back on my hands more. I'll be remember and I'll live in light of that more. Like I've been really struck with whatever I've written on my hand for that day. I've been trying to do it with what I've been reading in the Bible, just like one word. And um, it's really, really helped me to meditate on that truth through the day. Mm. And actually just visually being able to remind myself, he's coming back. This is worth it. What I'm doing right now, live in light of that of that kind of retreat that he's coming back and do it with all my heart. Um, that's so that's just one niche way. <laughs> <laughs> niche, but brilliant, Sarah. I like it. Um, I think one thing that's really helped me has been seeing how holiness and this kind of being established in blamelessness, which is instructed kind of throughout, and especially in the second half of the book, how that links into helping me wait for the Lord Jesus to return. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I think previously I've maybe just separated it a bit. And it's like, oh yeah, I know I'm supposed to be holy and then there's Jesus' return. But but seeing that as I strive to be holy, as I strive to love other people and do all the things we, we looked at last week, that is actually going to help me to stand firm upon Jesus' return. And so then the more certain I am that Jesus is coming back, that the more I really want to strive to be holy because I think that's going to help me to be standing yeah. when he comes back. So I feel like my view on holiness has just shifted a bit, I think, mm. to make it more integral to, to normal life. Yeah. Yeah. That's helpful, isn't it? Um, but I think it is the everyday just talking about it as well, isn't it? We talk about what we're thinking about in life, like our mouths are the overflow of our hearts, aren't they? Mm. So the more we're dwelling on, on his return, the more we'll talk about it. Um to ourselves or to others or you know not just to myself I do talk to myself <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, <laughs> there's a long history of people talking to themselves <laughs> I think in biblical terms it's called preaching the truth to yourself isn't it which yes. you're supposed to do all the time so it's okay you're on a okay. safe ground <laughs> I was like walking along the road to school the other day my, my oldest son was walking behind us and I was like don't you want to catch us up he's like no I like to talk to myself and I'm like, okay <laughs> That's brilliant. 
I love that. I love that. Let's do more of that. <laughs> um, yeah, talking about it with each other really helps, though, doesn't it? To just have it on our radar more. Um, yeah. Okay. What a what a you know. This has been a letter of encouragement in so many ways, hasn't it? So come on, Felicity, give us your give us your big encouragements from the letter. Well, I just keep on coming back to chapter one, verse four. Um, For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he's chosen you because our gospel came to you, not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit and and deep conviction. And then if you add into that two, verse 13, we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as a human word, but as it actually is the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe that which just threads through the whole letter that God is at work through his word by his spirit that this is not just human words these are the words of God that is so encouraging to me because I think it can be tempting to think that nothing's happening you know Mm -hmm. church can seem small or my like my desire for the bible can sort of wane and wax depending on my mood but actually every time we open the word every time we we speak these words God is at work. And I think that's really encouraging on a just confidence that God is doing his thing and it's yeah. dependent upon on him rather than anything that I'm doing. Like it's as simple as just getting the word open. And uh, yeah, what about you? I think that's been really bolstering for us together, hasn't it, this season? As we've opened the word together and we're very aware that we're recording our conversations, but this has been a really bolstering thing to do together and just dwell on that together, mm-hmm. isn't it? And through all the, you know, like, of course, I have wobbles. I have questions about whether we should be recording our conversations. And uh, Felicity, you're very good at just kind of tempering me with this truth and mm-hmm. helping me to see the value of this this truth. And just we're opening the word together and the, the extraordinary thing that's happening as we do that. Um, so, yes, yeah. that that's so true, isn't it? And that's our prayer, really, for this podcast is that, as yeah. we get the word open that God himself would work through his word, not through our words, but through his word. And yeah, that's what we keep on praying, isn't it? Yeah. I think I've just been really, I, I, there's so much, there's so much, isn't there? There's always so much. We come to the end of each, <laughs> yeah. each thing. We're like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. There's so much. Um, ah, just a really simple thing, but the encouragement matters that Paul's encouragement really mattered to the Thessalonians. This letter would have meant the world to them um, to be encouraged to keep going. Mm. And as we seek to take that encouragement and give it to others, um, you know, he he says, encourage the disheartened. How often do we feel disheartened in our walk with Jesus? Because it feels hard. Mm. Um, it feels hard to keep going. And actually just the simple kind of value of encouragement, encouragement, you know, bringing courage to one another to keep going until Jesus returns. Um, just the the real value that's been placed on that in this letter and to see that that encouragement involves reminding one another of the truth of the gospel, reminding one another that it's worth it. Keep going um, and love one another wholeheartedly as you do that. Like, it's so simple in so many ways, isn't it? Like that's not that's not rocket science at all. That's just living out the gospel life, isn't it? But we've seen Paul do that in this letter. We've seen him encourage the Thessalonians and we've been exhorted to do the same. And I want to, I want to do it yeah. more. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it, isn't it? And as I really, I think that's so true in that as we've been reading Thessalonians, we have been encouraged. Mm. And so therefore we know what it is to be encouraged. And so why wouldn't we want to encourage others in yeah. that? I think you're right. That kind of, we forget 
but encouragement is just a huge huge thing but it takes intentionality doesn't it so you know Paul was very intentional in what he wrote. We've seen, as we've kind of used the Bible tools, we've seen the way that he's structured this letter. We've seen all the care that he's taken to encourage them in the in the pertinent ways and the ways that they've needed. And actually that takes prayer, that takes intention, that takes insight, that takes the Lord really directing how we can encourage others. So that's been another thing I'm taking away. Actually, how much time am I setting aside to intentionally think, what will it look like to encourage my brothers and sisters this week? Whether that's my husband, whether that's my children, whether that's my Bible study group, um, you know, members of my church family, um, or just people who I'm trying to share the gospel with. What does it look like? Just, I think, just mm-hmm. stepping back and taking time to think through how can I encourage them? Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah. that. That's a really good idea. I need to do more of that as well. Yeah, but and and kind of spurred on by this, like this being the heart mm. of it, and. And it's God who does that work, but we kind of we're almost deciding where to <laughs> where to place God's work, aren't we? Obviously, he's in, he's in charge of it all, but as yeah. in, how can we get God's word open, or how can we speak His truth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really I I've been really surprised, I think, by how the letter really does come together as a whole. And I know that mm. that sounds obvious because it is a whole letter and it, you know, should have expected that. <laughs> but I feel like before we were studying it, then it felt quite busy. And I knew there was this bit about what it is to love people and this bit about Jesus' return, this mm-hmm. bit about, you know, one anothering. And I think I think it's been great just to see how the the threads all connect together. And that the whole impact of First Thessalonians is a, a mighty encouragement, but also a perspective shifter that as I see Jesus' return in light of everything else. And so that just changes everything, doesn't it? And so this is a holistic impact that this lesson Yeah, and it's just praying. It's just praying for that impact, isn't it? It's just praying that the Lord would really seal this on our hearts and mm. help us to, to, to walk in light of it. Yeah. Do you want to pray for us in that vein? I'd love to. Let's pray. Our Father, we just thank you so much for all the ways that you have encouraged our hearts as we read this letter. We thank you so much for the challenge within it. We thank you so much that we've needed to hear it. In this season, we've needed to hear more of Christ's return and what it is to live in light of that wonderful, breathtaking truth and that hope that we have. And so, Lord, we join with Paul and we pray, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify us through and through. May our whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise you, Lord, that you are the one who is faithful, the one who calls us. You are faithful, Lord, and you will do it. We thank you for that sure hope that we have. Oh, Lord, would you help us to go from here living in light of these precious truths that we've been dwelling on. For your glory, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, the end of First Thessalonians, sad times, but we have a bonus episode coming up, don't we? So in case you're feeling that sadness that, you know, I feel like we're, you know, Sarah's close to tears over there, <laughs> but don't worry, we have a bonus episode coming up. So, so watch this space and um, in the next two or three weeks, we will be releasing a bonus episode. Indeed. Um, and we always love to hear from people listening along week by week. Um, so why not email us podcasting sisters at gmail.com. We'd love to hear how you found this season in one Thessalonians. What struck you? Uh, what's what have you taken away from it? So we'd love to hear from you. Do email us. 
Um, and we'll, we'll see you. See you soon. Yes. For that bonus. <laughs> For the bonus, and then we will be back. Season seven is in yeah. the offing, but after Christmas. So. All right. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. We're so thankful for Crossway, who've been sponsoring this season. 